2: Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. Whether you've got teenagers or your kids are younger and you're looking ahead to what's to come, the topic of teenagers and social media is one that lots of us are thinking about. My guests today are Alexandra Evans, head of Safety Public Policy Europe at TikTok. She's basically an expert on keeping young people safe online. Also Miley in class who as well as being a musician and presenter is a mum of three including one teenager and who has plenty of experience and wisdom around the online world. Today we cover stuff like how to talk to your kids about social media, how to set boundaries and guidelines, what kids need from us their parents when they're first stepping into the online world and loads more. I learned a lot from our conversation, so hopefully, you'll find it as useful as I did. A warm welcome to both of you. How are you guys doing today?
3: Yeah, good, very good. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this is very exciting. So we're here today to
2: talk about teenagers and online safety. Um, Mylene, as parents, we need to navigate the world of teens being online. Um, I mean, in fact, both of you, because you're both
4: parents of teenagers, am I right? Alexandra, you've got teenagers, haven't you? I've got three I don't know. Does an eighteen-year-old count? She's technically off the books, but um, doesn't feel that way. Um, I've got a fourteen-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah. So right. So we're we're
2: all in the thick of it, right? This is it. And in terms of teenagers and online safety, it can feel like a bit of a minefield, can't it? Um. How do you guys cope with this as parents, first of all? Go for it,
4: Mylene.
3: Okay, I'm going in. Um, okay, I've got a 14-year-old. I've got a 10-year-old and I've got a two-year-old. And um, I also have two stepchildren as well. So 10 and 14 again. And um, I think before especially before lockdown i would have you know tried to really keep a lockdown on, um on uh, devices i was always very aware on how much time was spent on devices and then suddenly lockdown happened and we we were encouraging our children to sit in front of computers and do their online schooling and i think in so much as it, when that happened it really made me just look at things very differently once again and it made me just think it isn't actually the time spent it's the time spent where what is it they're doing on there? Who are they speaking to? What, how How is it working in their little worlds? And I think a huge mistake that a lot of parents make that I'm seeing um, over and over again is that, there are no conversations going on because you think your children are using uh, their mobile phones or, or their technical devices in the same way that you use yours. So if you glance over it, if you look at their messages, if you look at their texts, if you look at their socials, if everything seems to be okay, then you just assume that it's okay. But they're delving into different sites and they're having different conversations and they're using their phones in completely different ways. And this is something you have to become okay with, not to spy on them, but just to still guide them because they are. Are still children.
2: Yeah, that's still true. Um, Alexandra, um, Marlene mentioned just now about um, the pandemic and lockdown. Um, How do you think that that has affected how teenagers are using the online world?
4: It's such a great question because, you know, I think sometimes we say things like, oh, kids, they're always on their phones. I think that the truth is that digital has become ubiquitous in our society. It is not a separate space that you visit. It is integral in how you consume information, uh, content, communicate with others. It has become uh, a part, just a way of life. And I think that we're all trying to uh, work out what that means and uh, on lots of different levels, on a societal level, but also as as my name says, on a family by family level. So how do I think that digital or how do I think the pandemic changed the way that they use their phones? I think that it, um, it created an additional use case, which was homeschooling. And I think that that's been really useful and thank goodness for it for sure. Yeah. But I think that it hasn't inherently changed, um, the role that their phones play in their lives, which is that it's a, it's a conduit to, as I say, information, to friends, to, to everything else. And, and Mylene's point is really well made, you know, you do need to understand like, what their digital life looks like and be able to support it and parent it in the same way that you would be parenting their their, their lives offline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mylene, you mentioned that um, they're using their devices, I guess, in a different way to how we're using them. And I think for me, so my daughter is 11. and She's not on you know TikTok and social media, but for the first time a few weeks ago, I gave her a mobile phone. So she's now got one. I had to go into secondary school. Um, And one of the things that really kind of struck me straight away was how differently she messages her friends. So, like, just little things like she would send a message to her friends saying, hey, and then wait for a reply. And then then she'd be like, oh, I've got something to tell you. And then she'd wait for a reply. And I'm like, just send one message with the point. And I was like, okay, I did not at all foresee that I would have to teach her how to send text messages it's just mind-blowing
4: this is a really important point sorry I'm going to talk about it because like they don't understand the subtleties of the language when they first start texting like you don't understand that an exclamation mark can soften something so something that might sound quite rude can if you put a smiley face it's actually got a different tone to it so yeah my daughter who is uh, you know, the politest, gentlest child in the world. When she first started texting her friends, I was like, do you still have any friends? <laughs> These are really not very, <laughs> very soft and kind messages. Um, and she was just like, oh, but, but also to the pace point and to Marlene's point again about them using it differently. Yeah, they are just so conversational. So they're, they think I'm hilarious because I like punctuation. And they're like, what is punctuation for in, the, in, in a text message? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you that text etiquette is a weird new parenting thing that you do actually have to do.
3: It's not even just the etiquette. It's you can actually betray your age from how you text. Oh, really? So in the same, my daughter picks me up on this all the time, and I, I find it very, very funny. But in the same way that you might have a grandparent who would text LOL, Thinking it was lots of love. And we all think, Oh, isn't that funny? They put lol at the most inappropriate time. Uh, we're doing the same thing because my daughter will say to me, Oh, that's so cute that you use that emoji. Does that really mean laughing? And I'm like, "What? What do you use? And she'll say, we use a skull. Died, died laughing. So oh. then I start using the skull and then she said, Oh, we don't use the skull anymore because all the mums have got into that and, and, and it's just really uncool. And now they're using it ironically. So it seems like that. that it's almost that we are, we are being mocked. <laughs> we don't even realize it. That is terrifying. Oh, it's not, it, this is just, this is scratching the surface. We, we, we talked about this before, Alexandra, about the way we take photos. Again, Ava and her friends will just think it's really adorable. Mm. Look at the old folks taking their photos in that that in that way and I remember thinking my mum always took a photo by a tree or by a flower or by a something
2: so tell me how do we take photos versus how do they take, take photos we
3: take photos up here because we know it's good for our angles so up high up high okay and and how do they take them down here because they don't have the challenges that those angles require because they, they can have no them- double chins no no <laughs>
2: No, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's one of those things, though, isn't it? Like, we would not hand a 17-year-old car keys and say, off you go, have fun. Um, So, likewise, we shouldn't just be letting our kids loose on the internet. But it's almost like, as parents, we need to be taught how to teach our kids this stuff. Yeah,
4: I think that, so So this was uh, something that I noticed from, you know, when you tell people that you are a child safety specialist at TikTok, it's a bit like, I think, how my brother-in-law feels when he tells people that he's a doctor and people start asking to look at moles. Everyone's like, (laughs) great, um, could you please just help me with these settings? And could you please uh, tell me how many minutes exactly my child should spend on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it may be every day? And, um, and, and and what I said to them was, do you know what? It's really important that you understand that your young people are on platforms and absolutely that you have a sense of where they are. Um, but there is a point at which if you are a teenager in the offline world, you are actually moving around your world relatively autonomously. You know, I know where my 14-year-old is, but I'm not sitting next to her in the cinema holding her hand or feeding her popcorn or whatever it might be when she was more when she was littler i'm just making sure that i'm a presence in her life that i've set the boundaries of how she's navigating her online world or offline world and that i'm there as a resource when things go wrong so something that tiktok did to try and sort of i guess simplify it because being a digital parent is complicated right there's a lot of platforms <laughs> there's a lot of devices it's it's a it's a lot of content we're being handed numerous manuals um, and lots of unsolicited advice. So uh, we decided to work with the young people themselves and say, what well, actually, what do you want from your mum or your dad or your trusted adult? What would be helpful? And uh, they came up with some brilliant, brilliant ideas. And, the, and, and they distilled basically them down into five key tips, which is help me understand the rules. Uh, be there to chat. Don't panic when things go wrong. Uh, trust me. Respect my privacy. And actually, the big spoiler of that is that none of those are digital qualities, right? Those are just being a good digital parent is the same thing as being a good parent. So I think that the way that we can best help our parents who are navigating complicated new devices and everything else is to say to them, you know, you've actually got this, just trust your instincts. There is a bit of additional learning, but if you're there and if your, you know, your 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 child knows that you've helped them set the parameters, but also when they come across things and they've gone wrong, which they will, online and off world, that in online world, offline world, that you're going to be there, and they, what they really want is for you to just give them a hug and to be there as a resource to help them problem solve. Um, I thought that was wonderful, and do you know what? We then asked parents what they thought about those tips, and we worried that respect my privacy trust me you know maybe they'd think that that was a bit self-serving because you know we're a platform etc but actually the parents were like those are our favorite because so, i think that sometimes parents of teenagers are being asked in the digital environment to parent in much more of a sort of preteen, very supervisory very hands-on role way and your your daughter is it a daughter that's 11 years old yeah she, yeah yes so she's at that moment where she's moving from that very Supervise. You know, we 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 escort our pre our, our our primary school children around. You know, we deliver them to the school gate. The teacher hands them back to the nanny or the granny. Then we take over. You know, to that point where they're becoming a bit more autonomous and getting that moment that moment of transition where you go from a purely supervisory, like I am standing next to you and watching what you're doing, to I think I've taught you the rules of the road. You know that I'm here if things go wrong. Um, You know, go try these things, but, you know, come to me and let's stay close. That's a really difficult moment. It's that moment when you watch your child cross the road for the first time. (laughs) It's not an easy place to be. So um, I think that things like um, those tips are really good. But also, again, I desperately want to plug my family pairing tool, which is something that TikTok's done that I think is really useful for that sort of transition moment. So your child is 13, they're coming onto TikTok, what can you do to make sure that you all feel comfortable that in that sort of moment of transition that you've set the guardrails? So Family Pairing lets you link your account to theirs and then you can make some decisions like, you know, can they use search? Make sure that, it's, that you know, the account's are default private but, that, you know, that the setting is locked to private. Uh, how much time do they spend on TikTok? And those parameters means that then hopefully you can start building up those conversations, that trust, and your child will be able to be a teenager, hang out with their friends, watch videos, but everybody has that sense that they are in a safe and, you know, managed environment.
2: That's so good. And actually, one of my questions for you was, when your 13-year-old wants to go onto TikTok, do you have to, like, you know, spend a week Logged in as them, searching for skateboarding videos and cat videos, so that the algorithm knows what to give them. And then you can hand the phone over and be like, "Here you go, you can you can use TikTok now." But it sounds like with family pairing, you've
4: kind of got that covered. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that you just log on to TikTok for sure. And when you start on TikTok, you will see content that will, you know, we do quite like to diversify our content anyway. You know, I don't know if you've seen any Mylene's videos; they are brilliant, They're completely brilliant. But, you know, if we served you nothing but Mylene videos all day, you would say, actually, you know, I've learnt every single classical instrument in the world. Like, <laughs> actually, no no, no offence, Mylene, but, you know, it's time
2: for something else. I was,
4: do you know, actually, I'm going I'm <laughs> to retract that because I could happily watch your, your, your channel all day. And, That's very kind. And having failed so miserably to learn any classical music as a child, I'm, I think it would be time well spent. But the point is that diversifying our content is actually important because we only have very short videos. So there will be a range of content. So I hope that that will serve as um, uh, a useful thing.
3: You know, what? from my personal experience with my daughter, I absolutely adore TikTok for what for a new conversation that it's brought to the forefront for us. So initially, I think people were introduced to it uh, for, as dancers and and learning and lip syncing um, to songs. But actually. I'm, I'm obsessed with TikTok in my own right. My daughter and I were laughing because she was doing her homework and I was watching TikTok videos the other day and she was like, what is this role reversal? What are you doing? <laughs> but I adore it because there are things that I've been introduced to in, from, from, um, you know, there's anatomy classes. I follow some very, very sort of, I suppose I'd say left of field, um, accounts, but I guess, you know, there are other people following them. So they're very popularist, really. Um, historical accounts I, I love, yeah. um, vintage makeup accounts. There are, it's, it is, phenomenal when you actually do start to get into it and i can have new conversations with my daughter we send we send tiktoks to each other and we we you know comment on them together and it's a really lovely conversation and i think there are so many parents out there who are so scared of it quite intimidated by it because they either think it's very one-dimensional which it it's completely opposite yeah or actually they just they've never dipped into it themselves um I really do agree with what Alexandra has been saying about the conversations you have. Um, and that, the idea of trust me, it's a really, really powerful statement because we have actually encountered some situations, not my daughter directly, but my daughter's friend. And I actually got to be cool mum. I mean, that does not happen <laughs> very often. And my daughter's friend came to me and said, I've got myself into a situation with something that's happened online. Ava says, you're you're, you're going to be able to help me out here. And uh, I was just like, leave it with me. I didn't feel that it was overly it was really serious. So I did deal with it. But the fact that they both came to me and I dealt with it and I showed them that they could trust me with that information. It was a really, really important moment for all of us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was, I'm probably again, not call mum again for something else that I've done. But at that, that moment, they will all know, it's <laughs> so last week but it just shows actually they are they're still you know trying to become adults and you're absolutely right whether it was digital or whether it was a problem at school or whether it was a problem in, in a friendship group they just came to me and we dealt with it and ultimately it's a very base level that you're dealing with i think um we get to a point where it almost becomes overcomplicated because we just think oh i don't understand that it's just there's too many you know bells and whistles there but actually we're all just trying to prepare our children for the real world, and what does that look like? Now, if you'd have asked our parents twenty years ago we we were being prepared for a world that they didn't even know what jobs were going to exist, you know a a digital creator. How were they ever going to you know, prepare me for any of this? Yeah. And what's nice is actually I said to Ava, I'm just trying to give you transferable skills because actually I could well be trying to prepare you for a job that just most likely doesn't exist yet. And it's going to be in the world of tech or it will involve tech. So I think as a parent, actually, it's quite nice to demystify what's going on in the tech world. It's quite nice to know, actually, they just want our basic parenting skills, which are, you can trust me, and I'm not going to throw you under the bus. I'm not going to tell you off. I'm going to try and figure it out with you. And actually, we can watch cat videos and vintage makeup videos and some more anatomy videos, because that really plays into my hands as a parent. I'm like, look at this, rather than shying away from it. I'm like, this person's made a video about it. Let's look at it together. Let's talk about it. And my daughter will say, oh, God, you're like the from sex ed, and I'm like, excellent, and we'll talk about oh, that it. And it's is great, the biggest compliment. Can you That's the dream?
4: Yeah, she's cool, <laughs> she's cool. is that <laughs> funny? We've all three of us have got jobs that didn't exist when we were little. Like, yeah. you know, wow,
2: yeah. exactly. No, that is really interesting, and you know, and that will just keep happening. So, our kids absolutely will have jobs that don't exist at the moment.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
5: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
2: So, um, you know, Alexandra, earlier on, you mentioned learning the rules of the road and teaching our kids the rules of the road. Um, This is this is hard because, as Mylene says, so many parents aren't on TikTok. They're not using these social um, sites that our kids want to use. So would you say that it is really important to immerse ourselves as parents in that world? And what if what if that just doesn't appeal and that just feels like another thing that's you know another thing to do and that's too hard what
4: what do you suggest yeah i mean yeah i get that because some platforms appeal to me and it's fun to be on them like i like among us that game that we were all playing for about five minutes that was really great i love tiktok um but some of the platforms that my kids use i'm you know I'm just. I will never be um, uh, fluent in Minecraft. I just can't even move in any direction. And, I don't uh, get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so I do think let's let's again take it back to basics. You know, once your child when your child is setting up an account, I do think that's a moment to stand by them and then to just make sure they know where their settings are. And I do think it's possible for 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 parents to take that move, but I don't think you need to be able to killer sheep in minecraft to be a good parent in 2022 um the thing i would say is that absolutely parenting and parental oversight is important but I, of course platforms have a real responsibility to build an inherently safe environment and that is one of the reasons why i work at tiktok because there is a huge commitment to creating a safe space uh, for all of our users you know our community guidelines are quite on the conservative side we don't allow for example adult content etc but we I think led the way when it came to thinking about the fact that teenagers aren't adults you know if you think about digital even a decade ago less than that in fact you know it was joining ages 13 and then you're just going to navigate that as if you were an adult and TikTok was built with an assumption that the teens who use our platform aren't fully formed you know they're Early teens are different to late teens. Late teens are different to adults, and everyone's on a journey. And some everyone's somewhere different on that journey. So, like for example, if you join TikTok and you are thirteen, your account is default private. Um, You can't use our direct messaging service. You can't host live stream. You can't send or receive a virtual gift on TikTok until you're eighteen. You know. So I think that what is what makes my work so interesting is that I'm working with child psychiatrists, with developmental psychologists, with prevention scientists to think about how you can actually design a product that is age appropriate for young people. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. I
2: I, I was chatting to um a child psychologist recently and she said something along the lines of young people's brains aren't wired to switch off. You know so they get notification they get that dopamine hit and it keeps them going back and back and back and for more which is why it's so important for us to have clear boundaries because their brains are actually wired differently to ours so that it's just quite reassuring to hear you say that you're you're working with people
4: like that and you know about this stuff well actually on on the point of that you know self-regulation is a skill that we're all still I'm still a work in progress you know my relationship with my phone could probably do a bit with a bit of work but yes teens are different to adults. Self-regulation is something that they do struggle with, you know, need for instant gratification, short time between see and do. These are all quite familiar characteristics that we'll all recognize from our own kids for sure. So TikTok obviously has screen time tools for everybody and you. They're also in the family pairing feature. But actually, we took the decision that kids do need a protected moment to sleep and we needed to be responsible in protecting that need to just switch off and go to bed so we actually work with uh sleep specialists and with um again with child safety and well-being specialists to make decisions around how much time a child at 13 to 15 needs to be sleeping every night and how much they need for 16 to 17 and then we made the decision to switch off notifications 9 p.m for younger teens and 10 p.m for later teens that literally factors in an hours worth of settling time plus the, the the prescribed amount of recommended sleep for those teenagers and that's really useful so that that's a good example of how we as a platform can do our bit you know we are not summoning kids onto our platform when it, it is in their best interest developmentally to be undisturbed and to be resting and to be sleeping and of course you know that makes us a sense but is um just you know it, is an innovation that is something i'm quite proud of actually
2: yeah that's fantastic that's amazing so if if someone's listening and they're thinking right it's coming up to you know i've got you know tweens or you know slightly younger children but this is ahead and i know i need to have this conversation with them what's the best way of them approaching the whole social media conversation with their kids
4: mylene go on you tell me how you did yours
3: i i i really enjoyed this well initially i think uh... I think I um, went in with my eldest daughter um, as anybody who's new to it would do, which was I, I set really strict parameters. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I put an app in that I could almost mirror what she was looking at. And then it got to the point where I just thought, you know what, this is just getting ludicrous. It, it, it got to the point where I just I thought, you know what, just tell me. And it was just a case of us both communicating and talking and she showed me some really, really interesting points that actually I would never have learned if I just thought she was again, like I said, using her phone like I use mine. She, if I said, where would you hide a photo? She showed me, she showed me where her friends hide photos or where teens hide photos without breaking her own friendship, trust or circle. But she was just showing me, they do use their phones very differently. Now, it's not about trying to catch them out. It's actually about just joining them in a different language. There are definitely um, new cultural movements as a result, because certain words are blocked on TikTok or on any social um, platforms. But as teens are, teens, they will find other ways around it. Now, rather than say, you shall not use these words, it's quite interesting to see how that these new words are becoming a part of our culture, like unalived or sexy, spelt sexy, spelt S-E-G-G-S-Y. Yes, because there are certain words that are blocked on certain social platforms. So it will alert. And so, you know, loads of people now use those words in its own context. And I think that's actually quite interesting because, again, it's a generational shift and rather than just saying thou shalt not pass this is evil actually em- if you embrace it and look at you know what they're looking at they're just doing the same things that we're doing they just want to talk to their friends they just want to be entertained they want to see what the new fashions are they want to see what the new trends are my daughter was really interested to see how I do my transitions now she taught me how to do those transitions <laughs> she wants to see what can her mum do and it's a really lovely way that we can communicate you know half the songs that I play on my radio shows Ava's been introduced to through TikTok yeah You know, I'm like we did this first and obviously makes me feel a hundred but the fact that they're listening to Matthew Wilder and Fleetwood Mac and these are our songs but it's so wonderful they're being introduced to it through a different platform again and it's not coming all from me but we can have those discussions and I just think rather than just fear it or dismiss it as Oh, it's not something that, you know, that's what they do. Oh, I'm not very techie. I hear so many mums say I'm not very techie. But in so doing, they're actually putting a wedge between themselves and and their children because there's a conversation that you're blocking then. I fully accept that I'm not going to understand everything that that, that my children are talking about because it's a different generation and that's okay. You're not meant to. You're not no, meant I'm not, to get it. Meant you know, that's to. not how the world works. But I should show that I'm trying. And I showed, should show that I'm willing. Otherwise, it becomes something that they push underground and feel that either I don't understand it, I won't understand it, or I don't want to understand it. And neither of th- none of those things are okay. Uh, and actually, there are things that you do get introduced to that you're like, this is amazing. This really is. And I love all the trends that come up. And, and they do definitely filter into the mainstream. And it becomes really quite funny. Um, a, a girlfriend of mine said, "You you edit your videos so quickly. And I said, I watch your videos and they're too slow for me now. (laughs) Now, if I showed my daughter Casablanca, or if I showed her, I I tried to get them to watch um, Top Gun... And they were like, yeah. this is so slow. Yeah, I try, do you know, I tried to get them to watch Chariots
4: of Fire. I nearly, oh, good I Lord. nearly had a revolution. <laughs> they were
3: like, what? And, you know, when they do the oh, slow-mo. God. I get it. I'm the same too. Yeah, a good game is a quick game. Yeah, yeah, a good game is a quick game. So just keep it moving. So yeah, I edit my videos really quickly now because I just want to get to the point, get to the punchline. And when I watch some of my friends' videos, I'm like, oh my God, mm. this is, this is like top gun back in the 80s so it's just a different way of consuming your media and it's not so bad that we do actually take from from what they're doing right now otherwise i feel like we get left behind yeah you don't want to get left behind because otherwise you just put yourself in a time capsule and that's not good either
2: that's so true um alexandra have you got any final words of wisdom for the people listening who are feeling like ah this is all just scary and terrifying and i don't know what to do
4: I my my biggest piece of advice and again I'm first of all it's like having a new baby the first piece of advice is don't accept unsolicited advice from people yeah you've got this trust your instincts I I I remember being given a lot of baby manuals and the best thing I did was not read them um, and just to work it out slightly for myself Mylene is absolutely right though you know, our young people, they're right. They want their own language. They want their own space. As soon as we start using the Skull, they'll start inverting that and know that, you know, its they are going to invent their own language and want things to be cool that are different to what their parents think are cool. But they are, as a generation, fantastic. Gen Z are my undisputed favorite generation they are warm they are compassionate they are tolerant and as tiktok shows they're and they're very...
3: informed yeah they're informed yeah. because of things like tiktok because yeah. they're, they're having conversations that we never had access and to. i think
4: but they're very welcoming as well like you watch tiktok it's pretty unusual to see um on other platforms intergenerational sharing like whether it be my and your kids or whether it be the uh, Photo: the the films of people in lockdown dancing in their back garden. Like they are happily dancing with their mums and their grandads and their aunties without any kind of sense of shame or embarrassment. I would have been mortified if my mum had joined me on the dance floor. So, gosh, this this generation are fantastic and they are very happy to share these spaces with us. And as Mylene says, we should take them up on that offer. Find a TikTok video that you think is funny. You'll share it. They'll go, lol, that is like literally, that meme is two years old, mum. But you know what? They'll think it's hilarious and they will find it endearing. So just, you know, just come on to TikTok and and start sharing and start being part of their world and their their conversation. And and I think that as well as um, being there for them, I think you may find that you have a good time along the way
2: yes yes surprise yes you can actually enjoy it um Marlene and Alexa- alexandra thank you so much for joining me today it has been wonderful to talk to you both um where should people head to
4: to find out more about what we've been discussing today oh well if you want to go on to tiktok i thoroughly recommend our safety center that has some brilliant tips for parents but also dedicated pages dealing with some really important safety issues like bullying eating disorders well-being and things like that so please please do dig in but otherwise just go on to tiktok and, and and take a look around i think that as, as Mylene says um uh, to 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 know it is to understand it and usually with tiktok to know it is to love it so um
3: come on board i would i'd also say you know have another conversation with your children um there's so many children out there that would love to be able to share what they're looking at rather than just say get off your phones actually say what what are you looking at what's good at the moment what 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 are people into what are the new trends and yeah. it's quite surprising it really is as much as they want to raid your wardrobe they also they, they want to see you know they're looking back at things that we were initially watching the first time around so we're we're, we're really cool because we're retro <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a terrifying. good thing i like it i like it
2: i'm
4: not old
2: i'm retro <laughs> i'm retro i love it on that note thank you so much for joining me it's been wonderful thank you oh thank you for having